I made $6,200 from that event before most of you create a graphic in Canva. And that might sting a little, but let it percolate for a minute because nothing should hype you up more than spotting an obvious, easy way to level up. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. You are listening to Sincerely Future You, the podcast. This is your coach, Jess McKinley Wayno, and this is episode number 202. Today, we're going to talk to you about how your goals don't always make sense to track on a monthly linear fashion, like taking your goal for the year and just dividing it by 12. But I see so many of us do it. So how else can we do it? On this episode, we're going to break down other ways to stay on track for an annual goal and what to do if you're not tracking. But before we dive in, we got to slap you in the face in the loveliest cartoon way possible with a truth bomb, tough love hype sesh. Let's go. It's time to speed up the process of turning your ideas into cash. It's 2024. And as I mentioned, we're not ticking around. Okay. So some of you need to hear this message. If you have an idea that you've been sitting on for weeks, for months, years even, there is officially no amount of time that will make the offer ready for market. In my early days of coaching, like one of my very first clients, I embarrassingly, and I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but it's the truth and we're full transparent business over here. I let her work on bringing an offer to market for four months. We spent sessions on her landing page sessions on in each of the modules, emails. We did a free beta test. We evaluated and reevaluated. And to be honest, procrastinated. I would never let the ship fly now because I know that your proof of concept, what you're looking for in the hypotheticals is something that you can only find out from testing. And I know the difference between a perfectionist tendency and the tendency to just look at the numbers, get everything in line and make sure that you're putting out something that's valuable. There is a huge difference. So I'm going to give you an example. On November 10th ish of this year, I decided, hmm, okay, I want people to get a taste of the magic of masterful CEO school. Wouldn't it be cool if it was two days and I could sell tickets for day two to anyone? Someone actually brought this to my attention. Oh, I really wish I could come to a live event. I was like, hmm, that would be cool. All right. I was thinking about it in the shower that day. I had created a landing page with a link to buy within 24 hours and started selling it the next day. I made $6,200 from that event before most of you create a graphic in Canva. And that might sting a little, but let it percolate for a minute because nothing should hype you up more than spotting an obvious, easy way to level up. And this is yours, my friend. We don't procrastinate work or deal in the hypotheticals in my coaching rooms and communities. We solve for X now, and then we go test it immediately. You hear all the novelty sayings. You buy cute mugs with do it scared or do it messy. But are you doing it scared and messy? This is why I'm always mind blown when people tell me that they need to wait to feel called or wait six more months so that they can be ready to be in the Masterful CEO school or the splash pad. There is not a single one of you that can't afford to be in the splash pad. 
How do I know? Because I've created offers that you can't afford not to buy. It actually costs you more money waiting six months or one month or even one week than it does to buy it. Even if you put $999 that it costs to buy the lifetime course of the splash pad on your credit card, you would be able to get this feedback, implement it and make that back before it even hit your statement. What are we doing? People stop slowing yourself down at every turn. You're going to do the math answer the questions, reverse engineer the plan, rip the bandaid today. Andale, people. Okay. You hype? It's time to dive in to today's episode on money. If you're new to the show, welcome. We talk about three things here, time, money, and CEO drama. And today we're going to talk about money, 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 money. It's January 15th as we're recording this. So by now you should have a revenue goal for 2024 and be working towards creating it. If you don't have one yet, don't spin out, simply pick one. There are no right goals. Goals are just arbitrary numbers that keep our brain focused on creating solutions. So if you're listening to this from the future or, and it's August or something, you can use this concept to simply create towards your rolling 12 month goal. That just means any 12 months into the future, not a calendar year. People get so obsessed with what they're doing within a calendar year. And I think you're rolling 12 months should always be the indicator of how you're doing. So if it's July, July to July, that's what matters, not just January to July, okay? Or not starting next January. Too often, I help a client set up a goal only for them to spend the next quarter obsessing over the fact that they're not tracking towards their goal. So what does this mean? We need to break it down so that you understand what it actually means to not be tracking towards something. I have had many years where my highest earning quarter was Q4. In fact, I had one Q4 that was double any other quarter. I wonder how I would have showed up and if I would have been able to create that result, if I believed I'm not on track. That thought, when we think that thought, it leads to us phoning it in, us waiting for the new year, us lowering our goals, or just justifying instead of buckling down and finding a creative solution in the next level of our grit. Dividing a goal in 12 months, truly, it's the simplest way to do it. So let's talk out that option first. If you have a goal of $100,000 that you want to make or a million dollars that you want to make, if you took that and you divided it by 12, you would have your number of what you need to earn in a month. I believe 100K divided by 12 is $8,333. I know I've had that goal for for a couple of years in the beginning of my business. So that number always pops out. And the next level, like if you're thinking about if you have a steady general offer, like let's say you own a restaurant that isn't affected by seasonal weather or tourism, or you have a one-on-one service that's always in equal demand. This might make sense to do. It's how I did it when I was selling one-on-one coaching only. And my goal was to be sold out. I was always selling, right? I had equal revenue opportunity from January through December. So when I divided my goal by 12, I felt like that was a good measure of if I was tracking. Now, it did not at all mean that I couldn't have a $0 month and then 
have other months offset. Of course, that is how it ends up going. The point is to make a simple plan for your brain so that it sees, okay, I'm not tracking. Something needs to shift or the goal needs to be higher. I can't have a zero month January and then expect to continue to have the same month goals month over month or all come in under. So I need to adjust. It's just a thermostat showing you where you need to adjust. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to divide the goal in 12. So we talked about some examples of when it does make sense. So if that's you, great. But if you have a business that does launches, you're going to want to set goals that make sense monthly and quarterly in a way that reflects when you're launching. I know this sounds simple and obvious as I'm saying it, but I don't see too many of you guys doing this. It makes sense because the brain really likes to see linear math. We just like it. We want it to track. We want it to be even. We want it to be like fit into these perfect boxes. And even if it doesn't make sense, we have to get our brain on board. So now I have a business that operates in launches. Masterful CEO school launches two times a year for if you count pre-enrollments too. And now I do. So I want to plan for that in my revenue goals. If I divided my 450K goal that I have this year for 2024 in 12, it would mean 37.5K per month. But the truth is, I want to create more than that in launch months and accommodate for less than that in non-launch months. Then what happens is when I have that first, so I first solve for the launches. So I'm saying, okay. I want the launch period to account for, let's say, 300K of my revenue, of my annual revenue to come of my $450,000 goal, 300K of it, I want to come for my launches, then I break it down between the two launches, accommodate for some pre-launches, and I see where those fall. So I'm setting those to be a part of those month goals. So let's say I pre-launch in January, and then I launch in March, I pre-launch in July, and then I launch again in September. Those months are going to be 300K divided by four. So it'll be 75K in those months. Now I also have payment plans. So it's not for me, it might, we want to start to get overwhelmed here. Don't, don't worry. We can still just say, okay, well, that just means that I'll have an influx, maybe a couple of painfuls, there'll be more. So maybe I don't want the full 75K to hit in those months. But maybe I'll just say that instead of dividing it by four, because my goal divided by four, I believe is 32, yeah, 32,500 a month. Instead, in my launch months, I'll have it be more like 50. And then I'll have the rest offset. And then what this does is your brain immediately has a math equation to solve for. Our brain loves simple math. Even those of you who don't like math, your brain, who is your fate should be your favorite employee by now, or second favorite, if you have an assistant like Janelle, um, begin, it begins to fill in the gaps. So it says, okay, so we got 50 K here, 50 K. So we actually have 200 K accommodated for there's 250 K left. So if we divide that by 12 and we just say from the other random things, not random things, right? So splash pad is a rolling offer. I can have people enroll all year round. If we account for some of that, my one-on-one offers as my one-on-one clients finish, I can sell another one-on-one spot. I can also sell events. I, 
I can think of new fun places where I can sell boot camps and I can start to create and have fun. Last week's episode, right? We were talking all about fun and I could start to create offers in the months when I'm not launching. I also will begin to ask, okay, well, I don't always want to be selling and and launching just because I have the time. When do I truly want to be off? I get back to those time questions and I start to work in that ebb and flow. It really feels balanced. It feels fun. So I'll say, when do I want to truly be off? Okay, maybe I want to be off for three weeks in December for the holidays. Maybe I want to be off for three weeks in the summer. If I'm off for those six weeks, okay, do I want to be earning less in those months? How can I offset those months or high quality question? How can I create more passive revenue so that I'm selling and there's more uh, like runoff revenue into that month instead of just saying, okay, if I'm not putting in the hours, I'm not going to create the revenue. Time and money are not interlinked in such a solid way, right? Okay. So that's how I would do it. If I had a launch business, I do, but that's how I do it. But if you have a launch business, this is how you're going to want to do it. There are also seasonal businesses. So now I don't fully subscribe to the fact that there are seasonal businesses, but I know that it's industry standard, right? If you're in the wedding industry, there are certain seasons where people tend to get engaged and be talking about weddings more than tend to want to have their weddings. Fine, fine, fine. Yes. Do people get engaged all year round and are people buying all year round? Yes, but fine. We also want to throw our, throw our brain a bone and account for some of that off the bat to make our goal setting easier. Let's say you're a tax accountant. For example, you're probably not going to get an influx of clients in June or July, because it's right after tax season. People don't even want to be thinking about taxes at all over the summer, but you're probably going to get a ton of influx in December and January, February, March, April, right? Because that is when people are in the tax season. So like I said, you, if you have a seasonal business, you're going to want to set up your goals monthly so that it makes sense in tracking towards your annual goal. And then if once you are setting it up in that way, you're not tracking during the high season, we still don't give up. We can always solve for X, but we want to give our brains all of the strategies to set it up for having the easiest receiving, and then we'll solve for all the hard parts afterwards. So whether you have a general equal opportunity offer January through December, whether you're in launches or you have a seasonal business, you are always going to be reevaluating and then comparing your actuals with your goals. I have had my bookkeeper, Natalie, on this podcast. I would absolutely go back and listen to that episode where we talk about future focus accounting, where we talk about projection reporting. And I shared how we had worked together to create um, a plan where I could see and I asked her, hey, can you compare my actuals to what I need to be projecting to earn? So let's say it's April and I'm setting it for May. She will tell me what I've earned from January to April and then not just past focus accounting. We're all about that future life, that future focus. We take those numbers and we say, okay, to be on track for my goal for the year, 
what do I now need to do in May? Does anything need to change from our original plan? And we'll have a conversation. She might suggest, okay, we want to up it, you know, uh, divide by the rest of the months. And I might say, okay, you know what? Never mind. Maybe we want to add in another offer, or maybe it would feel more luxurious to add in another pre launch or a bonus or a boot camp. Or maybe it makes sense to raise a price of something. And so there's so many different ways that we can solve for X, but you won't even think to do that if you're not reevaluating and comparing your actuals. This is the part of the math that I don't want you skipping out on because this whole episode is about making sure that you're not thinking about your numbers in a way that puts you in a box because you can look at something that's happening this month and say, okay, it's time to shift. It's why I went from having her give me my bookkeeping annually to then doing it quarterly to then doing it monthly to then doing it weekly. I was like, Hey, I want to know, am I tracking this week towards my monthly goal? Does anything have to shift this week that dialed me up? Now we want to recalculate your goals. I'm always recalibrating to the equation that is, that means partnering with reality, not making it mean anything. I was not on track for my 250 K goal in November. So I did two things. I created and sold the live event for masterful CEO school day two. I told you about that. And I gave my clients a fun pre pre-enrollment ring bonus. If they put down a one K deposit in December, even though it wasn't a part of the pre-enrollment strategy, it felt fun. And it was a creative way to solve for X so that we could stay on track for their goals and see what is possible, blow our own mind. We want to make sure that we have aligned thoughts. We're not just throwing crazy offers out there just because we feel like we have to, no, I don't have to create a goal. It feels fun to do so. What ways still keep me aligned with my values and still keep me in a place of service. I hope this episode is lighting you up and making you think about math and money in a new way. But before we let you go, we got to shout out the client of the week. And that is Tina. Tina is a one-on-one client of mine and she is a professional organizer. And she has shown up since day one of our coaching. We're only a couple of weeks in. I think we've had our third session today in total new energy. She is constantly sharing her wins and celebrating in, in a daily way. It's so fun. She is in an all in mentality, that mentality that I was talking to you guys about last week, where I, I just wonder, right? Are you toe dipping or are you all in on your goals? And if you are going to pursue a big life and a big business, we got to make sure that your mind and your body and your actions are all in alignment and they're matching. And that's what it is to be all in. Tina is doing that. She is already tracking in month one towards her impossible goal. We talk about how that this is so rare. We're usually not tracking linearly, but she is because she's attacking her goals from air, land, and sea. She is raising her prices to match her luxury service and goal. She's simplifying the customer journey to buying. We worked on that. We cut out all the clutter and all of the ways that she was people pleasing her clients into not bothering them into her offers. When the truth is she knows that her 
perfect people. They need this. They want this. They're ready. And she's zoning in on the value of specific offers and then selling her face off with them. I'm so proud of you, Tina. It's been so fun to watch you show up and blow your own mind with what's possible. Keep inspiring us. There are too many ways to reach your goals for you to let a little thing like your monthly goal, not tracking perfectly towards your annual goal, get in the way. Let the math catch up with your vision. Keep looking at the numbers. Don't avoid them. Don't, you know, sweep them under the rug. Look at them logically. Find creative solutions and solve for X. Go have a kick-ass weekend and then tell me about it. Connect with me over on Instagram at Jess McKinley Wayno. That's J-E-S-S-M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y-U-Y-E-N-O. Or leave us a review and let us know how you're taking this work and turning it into results, turning yourself into a masterful CEO. That version of future you that we all know is just waiting to slap you on the back give you a high five, a little smooch and say, I always knew you could do it. We'll see you next week.